And she said, Crystal, leave room in your life for mystery and serendipity. Failing. 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 I know. We talk about failure. Some battles you feel like you lost. And survival. Some battles you feel like you win. It's tough. I had to make some tough decisions. We've all faced failure, but what steps do we take to launch ourselves into success? I'm Sarah Brown. There is life. And a blessing. Achieve your dream. And then what we do with it. And this is Failing Forward. Listeners, we have on the show today a woman that I've been trying to get on the show for about two or three years, I think, through a friend, had mentioned her name, and I knew when it was the right time it would happen. I didn't know why, and uh, it's sort of synchronicity as to the timing of it and the story of where she is in her life and what she's going to share with you today. Her name is Crystal Howard. She used to be the director of corporate communications and media relations at Kroger. Welcome, Crystal. Well, thank you, Sarah. Uh, and and you know, just as you were kind of teeing that up, you're right. It, it's all about divine order and divine timing. And you know, now we are meeting here in the spring of 2022 as I'm preparing to embark on a new adventure. Uh, and that new adventure has, uh, is including me leaving my incredible career with Kroger and leaving the industry behind for a little bit as I go out to play, reset, recharge, uh, and reimagine. And I will say for someone with my personality type, um, and for what it's worth, I'm sure, Sarah, you're familiar, as many of your listeners are familiar with kind of the Enneagram personality yes. profiles. Yes, what are you? Um, ooh, guess. No, I'm not going to make you guess. Um, I'm a three. So a three is okay. all things achiever, right? Yes. I, do, I perform, I achieve, like it's in my blood, it's in my DNA. And even it's so funny, like as I'm taking a very intentional career pause, um, you know, and, and it's really bringing up a lot of feelings and emotions and, and you know, points of reflection, I've literally have been working my entire life, even, you know, starting at a very tender age of like seven years old. My parents tell me like I would go around to like our neighbor's homes and like, hey, I was like, can I water your plants? And you like pay me money to do that. (laughs) Um, Or if it was, you know, in middle school, I remember a small business owner. He was an accountant and every tax season he needed support. And for some reason or another, he like trusted little old me at like 12 or 13 uh, to support him during tax season. And then just gradually, like I took on more work and more work and more work. Um, So it's it's just been incredible to kind of reach this point of being okay with not... um, producing, are producing differently and thinking differently about achievement. Um, and for me, what I'm, I'm, and I'm at the very beginning of this work and this, this process, but um, I'm looking to achieve just rest and ease um, mm. and flow and, and, you know, just giving myself some space and time to kind of dream um, about what next looks like. Okay, listeners, I have so many questions that I had ahead of time for Crystal because I find this topic super relevant and really interesting right now. Crystal, if you don't mind giving either your age or your age range or your yeah, your age or your age range. 
Do you mind doing that? Yeah, no, I'm 37. And I guess depends on when this hits, uh, you know. You'll still be 37. Zodiac sign Taurus to know my birthday is actually in a few weeks and I'll be 38. Great. So mid to late 30s, achiever, Enneagram 3. And listeners, for those of you that don't know, with Enneagram, you're always trying to get to achieve like a higher level of consciousness, to, to be your best self. And every number in the Enneagram has strengths, but it can also be your shadow. And so the achiever pieces, you can achieve, 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 but you're not slowing down and enjoying it along the ride. Is that right? No, that that's absolutely it. And, you know, you said it so eloquently, you know, when you think about the achiever, the performer, um, while it is rooted in productivity and achievement and advancement, it also can be crippling in the sense that you get caught in this will of achievement and advancement, achievement and advancement, mm-hmm. achievement and advancement. And I, I love the word conscious and consciousness, right? And it's just incredible, you know, when I made this decision and I really started to do kind of deeper work, if you will, last year, kind of a full year ago, kind of spring of 2021, um, And again, this is on, you know, the heels of just a remarkable two years in the retail industry. And and I know life looks a little different right now, but if you will kind of, you know, allow me to kind of take you down a path. Um, So I just a little more about me. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm from Texas, um, born and raised in, in Austin, went to school in Houston at the University of Houston, where I studied uh, public relations and advertising and minored in consumer science. Um, so I, I feel as though like I, I'm, I won't say one of the few people, because I think a lot of people kind of have a sense of self at a very early age. Yeah. But I think that's also been one of the things in my life where like I've had a great level of confidence in knowing. Um, that has guided me along the way. So I'm one of those people, like I'm the person with a PR degree, minored in consumer science and retailing. And like, what am I doing? I'm doing PR comms for one of the largest retailers in right, the world. Right. Um, so again, okay, like- <laughs> Crystal, with regards to, first of all, I want to know, are you an only child? What, where, where are you? Ooh, birth now order? we're getting into birth order. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the youngest. You're the baby. Okay. I'm the and baby. did your did your parents say that you were like born with this confidence? They did. You know, so Sarah, I think you'll appreciate this. So when my mom was was pregnant with me, um she just had this knowing, right? Like this maternal instinct. So she thought that I was a boy. She was like, you were so active. Like you moved so much. She was like in comparison to, and, and for what it's worth, I'm blended family. So when both of my parents got, got married in the eighties, like my mom brought a daughter into the relationship. My dad brought a daughter into the relationship. And so okay. I'm kind of the love child, yeah. um, but very much grew up in a household, like where we don't refer to one another except for like bonus, like for family. And like, Cute. those are my sisters and we don't see it any differently. Yes. Um, but my mom, in comparison to my older sister, who was very like docile and very calm in the womb, she was like, you were so active um to the point sarah that and whatever i guess technology wasn't that great in the 80s or like they opted not to find out like my true gender the day that i was born my mother was truly stunned she's like oh it's a girl (laughs) that's crazy it's so i you know again like uh, you know nurture versus nature yeah i mean it's a good example of a mix right 
Yeah, no, no. And, and you'll appreciate this. So even out of the womb, I was disruptive, but to, to the extreme <laughs> that my parents actually, they had already planned to name me a junior after my dad. My dad's name is Douglas. Um, so truly like they, 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 they were panicking. They're like, we don't have any girl names picked out. So they were toying around with the naming me Doug Etta or Doug Lisa. Okay. And thank God my grandmother, my, my dad's mom intervened. <laughs> I must say, I do love Crystal much better than Doug Lisa. Yeah, yes. no, it, it kind of, it's a little smoother on the top. Yeah, it, it, it is, it is. <laughs> I want to also say that, uh, so you all, if if you don't already, you need to follow Crystal on Instagram because she has the most beautiful pictures. But what I find so interesting, especially with Instagram, because it's one dimensional, is that you do have this great strength and confidence and you have humility. I, when we talked a couple of weeks ago, I just was like, oh my God, I want to like hug you and then be your best friend and hold hands down the street. You've got, you've got like a, do you know what I mean? You've got a, a, a nice balance of that. Yeah, no, I, I thank you. Um, and Did I, you I don't work know on how that? to describe, like, it, it, I don't, it's just, it's, it's who I am. It's how, you know, I was raised. It's my love of people. I, I think, you know, again, for you, Enneagram kind of, you know, enthusiasts out there, it's worth noting my wing. Yes. Um, so again, this is like going really deep yeah, is yeah, a yeah. helper. Like my wing is in helper. Mm -hmm. Like I've always had a heart for people. So, you know, while I started working at a very, a very early age, um, I've also been like a lifelong mentor and like, I have such a big heart for people and I want to see other people excel and and thrive. So I just think, again, it's just kind of, it's an age. It's, it's, it's who I am as a person and like the love that I have for people. And I know that I did not get to where I'm at alone. Yeah. What was the tipping point for when you realized that you wanted to take a pause? Yeah. You know, Sarah, um, I actually had this kind of revelation just the other day. Like I was able to put words to it. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, wow. Like I have my dream job, but not my dream life. Mm. Oof. Like it hit me. So insert tension insert like dream job, not dream life. Yes. And again, it took me a while to truly come to terms with that. And, and again, you know, when you think about when you have such a visible, high profile, highly rewarding, highly stimulating job, like it truly becomes your personality and and so much of your identity and ego is intertwined right around like what you do and the social status and all of those components. Um, but I knew if I did not make the conscious decision, like I would lose myself fully. Um, how, what were the, what were the little trigger points? Like, when did you first recognize, like, maybe I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's, it's a, it's a great question. Um, and, you know, kind of where I was taking us a, a bit earlier, right. When I think of the past two years, right. Like as individuals and as a collective society, like we have really lived through very unusual hellish times. Mm-hmm. So multiply that by working in an industry where, you know, some industries slowed, some industries came Here's to a boom. complete halt. 
ours went the complete opposite way. Right. Uh, you know, just again, people having more reliance and dependencies on grocery stores and, and truly looking to grocery stores as their number one food provider as restaurants closed and other means of, of kind of food provisions um, shuttered. So again, I, you know, and again, I get it. Like it was a crisis, right? But it was a crisis that had no end in sight, right? Like I'm very accustomed to managing crises that sometimes are a few days long, right. a few weeks long, even maybe a couple of months long. But, you know, we look up and it's like two years plus, um, we are still navigating this kind of open-ended public health crisis um, that is requiring more of us um, than anything in at least my lifetime has ever required of me. Um, so for me, like, what were some of the points? Like I felt yeah. it in my body. That's what I was just going to say. Did like, your yeah, health impact I, I felt it get in impacted? My body, right. And I'm really big on self-work and discovery, but I felt it in my body. Right. And if you all are familiar with like the body keeps the score. So while I am kind of that, that, you know, the duck concept of like the little feet paddling under the water, the side that people can't see. Um, and I'm a very composed and calm person, like it was being stuffed in different places. I was storing it there. I also started to see it um, in my relationships. Um, I could tell that like I wasn't present. Mm. I could tell that I was self-isolating. Um, and because I'm also, um, I'm an introvert, right? Like I need time away and separation to re-energize. Mm -hmm. I was having to do that more and more and more when I noticed like I wasn't picking up the phone when my mother called um, the person I was dating at that time you know they they can if they're a great partner they can become a mirror for you but there were little things in more of the personal life where I was like you know prior to the pandemic I was actively you know practicing yoga and going you know multiple times a week and I was like oh I'm not doing that anymore mm -hmm. uh, and again circumstances changed um, but but again it was just like those little points along the way where I'm like this isn't the life that I want to live crisis aside um like this isn't the life and and really recognizing that I have the agency and I to change it um so I think you know just a, a culmination of were of you happenings. were you nervous at all like once you had the awareness that this isn't the life that I that I want what did you do next Cause I think, yeah. I think when I, if I were you and I'd first figure it out, like then I'd be scared, like, okay, well, if it's not the life that I want, then how do I recreate, what do I create or what do I do now? Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's a great question. Here's the thing, Sarah, I truly felt in that moment when it was at its peak, when again, you can no longer ignore like a loud banking sound. Like I had no other direction to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm like I truly had no other direction to go. And it was like, you know, I know, I know my patterns. I know the type of person I am. I know my heart. I know my spirit. And when I couldn't see myself anymore, um, that became the moment of kind of reckoning. Um, and then I actively, right, like linked on, went inward. Um, that's something that I tend to do. I firstly go inward to kind of process and kind of sort through what I'm feeling, what I'm sensing. Um, and then I started to kind of socialize it a bit with those who I, I love and trust of like, this is what I'm feeling. But then I also took very active steps. So at that time in the spring of 2021, um, 
went through a breakup, um, a breakup that I initiated. And even, you know, as we all know, when you separate or when there are those big kind of life changes, you you have those moments of kind of pondering and reflection. Mm -hmm. But even I realized, here's the thing, Sarah, prior to the pandemic, I was already asleep. (laughs) Like I wasn't in my full conscious state. Right. Um, Based on like how I chose partners, how I made other decisions. I was like, I wasn't fully conscious and awake. So to me, that was even an indication like this was not contained to the pandemic. Like this was something that was kind of systemic and ongoing. Um, So for me, as once I started to realize kind of some of the decisions I made and some of the outcomes that that led to, I know the type of person that I am. And it's, yeah. it's you know, as yeah. they say too, like what advice would you give your friend or to yes. someone you care about? Yes. Um, yeah. And I had to take my own advice, right? Because if I had a dear friend and, and again, I, I want to also be very, very clear, right? Like we're not talking dire straits. We're not talking like, but again, it was challenging in that, like my soul, my soul did not feel settled. So uh, I I think though, what I love about your story is that you are giving people permission who aren't in the dire straits place yet. You don't have to get to rock bottom. That was my story with alcohol. I was not a rock bottom, but I didn't need to get to rock bottom to make a change. It just wasn't congruent with the life that I wanted to lead. Yeah. And I would imagine too, Sarah, you know, uh, I think there's a beauty in recognizing at a certain point, like where your life could be headed mm. and, and, and taking action in that moment before you get to such an extreme that makes it not impossible, but harder to reverse. Over the years, I've coached executives and young professionals looking to embrace their strengths, level up their leadership and find their dream careers. Just like my podcast guests, my clients have been stuck but I've helped them navigate whatever challenge they're facing and find a way forward. That's the goal of our 10-week coaching program, Move Forward. Through my guests' best practices, our coaching tools, my team and I will help you discover your primary motivations and challenge the unhealthy and limiting beliefs that are holding you back. You'll use neuroscience to create new healthy habits and create a Move Forward plan for your future. If you're interested, you can visit failforwardpod.com backslash coaching to learn more and to sign up for a one-hour exploratory coaching session. That's failforwardpod.com backslash coaching. Okay, so Crystal, you have you get this awareness. You talk to friends and family. Uh, and then how do you unpack that? How do you like... How did you get the idea? Hey, I'm going to take like a sabbatical. Yeah, I think it was it was gradual. Uh, I think it's something that's always kind of been tucked away. Um, like I, I do have a love traveling and exploration and, and new experiences. So you know, prior to the pandemic, and I I was always like at minimum, at least two or three times a year, take a trip abroad. So whether you know, I actually the irony is I like brought in 2020 in South Africa. Um, and it was incredible. And there I am like dancing under the sun. I was like, this is going to be the best year ever. <laughs> and then it wasn't. <laughs> Much to my disappointment. It but, <laughs> but maybe, maybe it's going to, yeah. 
but, 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 right. Um, you know, insert the like glass, you know, have full folks. Right. And I, I very much subscribe to that. And like, gosh, the growth that I've experienced over the past two years has been like remarkable. And I'm just so grateful. What have people's responses been to you since you've made this choice? So curious. Are they jealous? Are they like, how are you doing this? It's jealousy. It's awe. It's like confusion. (laughs) It's like, how are you doing this? Um, But it's also what I have found like the key theme, right? The, the, the kind of the, the, the line that's running through it all is people are inspired. And what I've noticed, even the conversations I'm having with people are deeper. They're more intentional, right? I, I think my, and I, I love this concept and this word of permission, because um, I've been guilty of that, of seeking kind of outside validation or, or seeking the yes, go ahead from someone else versus giving myself the yes, go ahead and permission to do a thing. Um, so I think people have been just like so moved and motivated by like, wow, like, while it's not easy, whatever that thing is, whether it is leaving your job, whether it's pursuing the promotion, whether it's leaving the marriage, whether it's entering into a marriage, whether it's, you know, stopping, you know, the consumption of alcohol, like whatever the hell it may be, whether you want to go scale a mountain, like it's possible, right? It with, with intention, um, it's anything is possible. And, and I'm now like, I felt, feel like, like I'm like Tony Robbins now. Um, <laughs> I'm like, who am I? What's happening? And maybe I should even use like no slight to him, but maybe I should use a better example, but, um, no, he actually was just on Jay Shetty's podcast. Do you ever listen to Jay Shetty? Oh, love, love. Oh, like I've become oh, like a Jay Shetty, not like so I have I. like my list, but then there are people just like everyday people who are just yes. like living freely and living boldly and living just like their lives, like Tracy Ellis Ross and so many others. Like, it's just like, like we, we get one shot at this thing. Yeah, you're right. So I want to tell you something. So I had a dinner party a couple of weeks ago and it was some podcast guests, which the next time you come to Cincinnati, I'm going to have yeah. to have you over. And we were talking about how people have really recalibrated since COVID. And then we were talking about how the job market, how it's hard to uh, retain employees and keep them engaged and all the things with that. And somebody at, at the dinner party said, you know, you'd be surprised what, what my employees are asking for now. And he goes, but actually I kick myself because I'm thinking, why didn't I ask for those things? And so my generation, because I'm probably like one generation older than you, I'm like, why didn't I ask for more work-life balance? Why did I feel like I have to work 24-7 just to move up the ladder? Why can't I have my Saturdays and Sundays off? You know what I mean? Like, I can ask for that, right? You are giving me permission for that. And that's a beautiful thing. Hmm. Yeah. And and I think too, like I take great pride in being an elder millennial because I like to think, right. The branding of it all, like I have the wisdom, right. Of like Gen X and you just plow away. I want to be a millennial. But then also kind of the despa of like, yeah, of like, you know, uh, you know, the Gen Zers, right. Who I think, and Gen Alpha who's coming next, like they're going to blow the top off of everything. Um, and like, 
life and career will look different. Workplaces will look different. Yes. How we think about mission, how we think about purpose. purpose. And, 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 you know, Sarah, like a big part of it too, right? When you talk about like, what was the inflection point and like the, like the, like, hmm, it's, it's the why, right? And, and, and I actually had to like, why am I doing this? Like, what else am I trying to achieve? <laughs> like, yeah. what else is there? right? Like what else? Like I am blessed. I have such a trusted community of people in my life. Like I have achieved certain things financially, career-wise, um, socially, all of So it's like, what else, right? Like how, how many awards, like, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, so like it came kind of the why in the road, right? Of like stay on the path that you are and continue to achieve and do and like have backaches and have shitty relationships. Yeah. <laughs> or take or... all of that experience. Um, Cause also just kind of quick kind of connectivity point, but slight departure, you know, part of this identity work and ego is like, there is, I experience kind of this fear around like, who will I be without that? Mm -hmm. Um, But you realize when you go inward, um, it travels with you. Like those experiences that that community, that tribe that you've built, like it goes with you. Right. So there was this phantom um, kind of manufactured fear that like, when I leave the role, when I leave the job, like I leave it there, like I leave it right there in like my little office. Yeah. All of it goes with you. Um, so for me, that was a bit of a unlock and uh, it was freeing and that like, you know, I've achieved what I've achieved because it's me, that right. Is- and it's in collaboration with incredible people, but like, it's me. That is a beautiful reframe of that. And when I closed blown my business, I was super tied to, it was very tied to my ego and my self-worth. And that was the, I think that was one of the biggest learning lessons that I had to have, which was I'm worthy regardless. That business is not me. It is not me. It might be an output of my creativity or my drive, but it's, it does not reflect me. And I found that in interviewing all you awesome people, the people that have the most emotional resiliency are the people who can separate self from work, self from title, self from being a mother, self for, you know, all those things, because at the end of the day, you're you and I'm me. It's so true. And I think resiliency, being resilient, it's such an undervalued, and like, I don't even know how to describe it, right? Because it's like not a skill, maybe attribute, right? Maybe characteristic feels more, more right, but, but it's so true, right? Mm -hmm. If you can learn to separate, if you can learn to take the bumps and the bruises and like shake it off, then keep moving. And I also think closely connected to resiliency is, is the ability to reinvent and the ability to reinvent yourself like time and time again, even though I've been, you know, I was with Kroger for 12 years, I could easily say every year I reinvented myself and that was part of my formula to success, right? It's always inventing, always creating, always, always leading in that way. So I think reinvention is also closely connected to resiliency. So I was, after I got my divorce, I was listening to a podcast. I don't know. I don't even know who said it, but they were saying that when you're in partnership with someone, 
you continually want to evolve and you want to be seen in different ways as you evolve. You don't want to stay that same person. And when your partner can't see you or can't be seen as something different, you lose that connection and that intimacy. And I just, I love, I loved that. Like, okay, so in my next partnership, I need to be curious about them and be open to seeing them as they reinvent because I will be too. Yeah. I I think that, I I think that that's it. And like that notion or concept is transferable to everything we do in life, Uh, you know, romantically um, with our family, with, with kind of the workplace, right. It's, it's to be human is to evolve. And, and we, we want to be surrounded by people who see the now us, right. Who maybe they knew the the prior version, um, but who see the now us and embrace us for who we are now. And, and again, like, as I'm, I'm embarking on this journey, what I have found, um, there are so many people who are just like at the ready to embrace the the new me, right? So for me, that's that has grew my confidence, and I, I leave that with someone who's considering whatever that big life change is. Like you have a community of people who were there and ready to embrace kind of the newest version of who you are. Yeah, there was. It, I feel like it was either the Avatar movie, but I think they took this concept from a tribe in Africa, and there was language. There was a a language, there was a statement that would be said amongst this tribe and it would was, I see you. And so when you would come up and, and greet someone, look at them in the eye and say, I see you. And I just think that that's so powerful because what do we all want? We just, we want to be seen. You know, you just unlocked memory for me. So in the summer of, um, 2019, I did a solo trip abroad to Italy and I went to a seven day long uh, yoga retreat in Sicily Um, and the instructor at the end of every kind of evening time practice, right? And like, this is the memory that you're unlocking. We had to partner with someone and for an entire minute, we just sat across from one another and like locked eyes. Uncomfortable. Very. Yeah. (laughs) However, right, this notion of wanting to be seen, how often do we do that? Even in the most, with our most intimate partners. Mm -hmm. One minute. (laughs) One minute. That's sheer vulnerability. Yeah. Talk about like sheer vulnerability. So it's just, it's, but, but you're so right. Like we all just want to be seen. We all want to be known. We all want to be loved you know, title aside, social status aside, right? Like that's, that's the, 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 what we share as humans, right? Like that's, that's our shared, our shared want and desire. Yeah. And you're, you're about to live, you're living it. You're doing it. Yeah. You know, and here's the thing I I will also say, right. Kind of going back to this notion of being an achiever and some of the opportunities that presents, um, I'm, I'm still practicing a high level of consciousness and awareness, um, not to allow this thing to become a next thing, right? Like the next yes. identity. Yeah. Right. So just trying to be conscious, like That's I'm fluid, point. I'm water, like I'm really embracing this notion of being more like water and, and flowing in and out. And, and, you know, while I'm not anti 
titles. Um, like I just, I also want to be cautious that this thing doesn't become my thing and like the next brand thing. Yeah. So I'm a seven in the Enneagram and uh, I like shiny objects, new objects. And I, yeah. So uh, I've been working on slowing down and not using distraction because sevens are always trying to avoid pain. And so we reframe the shit out of everything or we distract ourselves or we, you know, eat a box of cookies or drink a bottle of wine. Okay. But I don't do the bottle of wine anymore. So now I'm like trying to sit in it. And last week, two Sundays ago, actually, I was like, I'm going to get a puppy because that's a really good idea right now. No, I know. You guys, if you saw Crystal, she rolled her eyes. It's hilarious. Yep. However, you would have been proud of me because I was like, wait, no, I am slowing down. And because I'm slowing down, I'm uncomfortable with it. It's that tension that you talked about, right? And so I'm not, I'm not buying a puppy, not getting a puppy, but I am slowing down and that's going to give me fruits. And so now this week I've had such a, and I, I had the cries last week and it was just like, you know what I mean? Like the dumpies. And now this week I'm like, okay. I did it. I got through it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's incredible. Like it, it truly is incredible because, you know, as you know, we were just talking about being seen, being able to sit with ourselves and see ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, and I, you know, I've fallen and kind of in love with this concept as well as like mothering ourselves. Right. And, and like the ability to like self-soothe yes. because there's so many times, right. We are seeking out, comfort or we're seeking out therapy by way of shopping, by way of sex, by way of, you know, rock and roll, drugs, all of the things, right? When in reality, like we need to sit with ourselves and understand like the complicated emotion that we're feeling, process it, heal from it, and then proceed. (laughs) I've been using this line. I am safe. I am safe. So if I have a stressful conversation at work after I get off the phone, I say that to myself or in my head and it's, I know it sounds kind of weird and hokey, but it's really been helping me. It gives, it gets me to the present. It gets me to the present versus the past or the future. Yeah. The now, the power of now, right? Like the power of now. And I, I, I can appreciate that because safety is so important to me as well. And I think especially as women to feel safe and to feel grounded and to feel protected, uh, whatever that looks like is highly important. It certainly is part of the work that I've had to do of like safety and my new identity, safety financially, um, and, and so many other components. But, but I will tell you like my guiding principle that I've arrived at over the last few months is greater impact less energy and effort. So anything that I do in this season of life is going to be anchored in that philosophy. The a guest that I had on Kendra Ramirez, she had a quote and it was something to the, to the fact of like, um, you know, it, it doesn't have to be hard. It, it should be easy at times, right? It's to that point of work smart, not hard kind of thing. That was a big book for a while, but yeah, it's like get into your energy flow and it's not going to exert as much energy or it's not going to, yeah. would that be right? Are you, Yeah. No, 
no, and that's right, right? That starts to get into like zone of excellence, right? Like when you're in your flow state, like things Wait, what's, just no, what is zone of it excellence? Flows. It's what, easy. What is zone oh, of excellence? Gosh, Tell oh. me. <laughs> oh my God, so zone of excellence. I'm writing so it down. My executive coach, uh, Patrice Border, she's incredible. Um, read the book called The Big Leap. Um, and as part of that, it talks about kind of these, these four areas, right? Like you, you have your zone of genius and then like by contrast, like you have your zone of incompetence. You can imagine that your zone of incompetence, it's going to take more energy and effort than your zone of genius where like, it's just organic and it flows. And it's just like, there's, there's, there's minimal effort that's exerted because like you're walking and you're calling and your gift. Okay. Wait, can we talk about her for a second? Because I know her. I, I have to know her from like link, like Instagram. Yeah, well, yeah, she's someone who, you know, she is someone that you can talk to. Like she's just, she's a tremendous force and just the perspective and the wisdom that she brings to the table. Um, but she's, she's incredible. I also think a, another woman who kind of challenged me early on when I started to socialize kind of this idea of taking a break with a few small group of trusted friends, uh, Tarita Preston. And she was like, well, Crystal, you need to set your intention. And is it to play or is it to produce this break? And I was like, it's to play. Um, so I'm like, I'm pressing the play button. So let's go there. Um, but I she think- is, a, I do not know her well but I know of her and she is an exceptional coach. Yeah, she's, she's incredible. So these are the kind of people who I've, I've kind of surrounded myself by and people who have allowed me, someone who tends to be more plan-oriented, more methodical, and people who have said, just like, allow yourself to flow. Um, and, and, you know, wise words. I have an entire community. It's so funny. My mom was like, geez, Crystal, like how many people do you have in your life? I was like, a lot of them, they keep me sane. Um, but my therapist, you know, a year ago, um, February, cause I remember the time and place, um, I was in Los Angeles and I was having a virtual connect with her. Um, so February, 2021, And she said, Crystal, leave room in your life for mystery and serendipity. Wow. Leave room for mystery and serendipity. serendipity. Make space. So I think in this season, what I've been doing, it's I've been clearing, I've been intentionally removing to make space for whatever the next is. I love that um, clearing and making space. I think that's so key. I think it's so I'm trying to do that right now. That's a bravo to you. So if you were to leave one thing with our listeners, uh, specifically around like getting into the flow, right. And zone of excellence, what would you recommend to them? Yeah, I think and it's lifelong work, right? Like I haven't figured out the form. Like I am not special in the sense of like, Oh, she's cracked the code. Um, I'm in a unique season of life, but I think the more closely you can align your head and heart, I think the closer you become to a free state. Uh, That's perfect. That's a wrap. That was amazing. Thank you for being on the show. Uh, I want to hear how you're doing. I'm sure you'll give us some updates and folks can follow you, but thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for having me, Sarah. I want to thank everyone behind the scenes, especially Adrian Donica and the team at Gwyn Sound. 
Also, please find us on social media outlets at Fail Forward Pod.